At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Today on State of the World, is it a return to a motherland or an illegal land transfer? Depends on who you ask. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Friday, January 5th. I'm Greg Dixon. Four years ago, the West African country of Ghana launched a campaign to welcome black people from around the world back to the continent of their ancestors. As part of the effort, Ghana created settlements offering free land to the returning African diaspora so they can build homes and businesses. And PR's Emmanuel Akinwotu went to one settlement called Pan-African Village and found that for locals of the area, the settlement has become a source of bitterness. Dozens of houses are dotted across Pan-African Village, a rural settlement enveloped by miles of lush farmland and palm trees near the Atlantic coast. Nobody has ever lived there before. It was Ireland. Lenville Skyer says he was the first to settle here three years ago and says he'll never leave. We meet in the lounge of his six-bedroom home and guest house. I was born on the island of Jamaica, a couple months before 1950, right? So I'm an old man now, or oldish. He lived and worked in Canada for over 40 years, but never felt he really belonged. We as blacks and native people are regarded as second-class citizens. We've reached a stage now where there is an option to find land, countries where you can be totally free. So when he retired, he considered starting a new life elsewhere. And then in 2019, Ghana's president, Nana Akufo-Addo, launched a major campaign. Fellow Ghanaians, we have done this year the year of return. The year of return was a call to the African diaspora to come back to the continent and to Ghana. Thousands of black people like Skyers arrived, encouraged to visit or even settle. Then he found out about a project offering free land in a settlement within the town of Asebu, along Ghana's Cape Coast. So we're walking through a dirt road that parts through this 5,000-acre expanse of lush farmland. That's Pan-African Village. That's a diaspora settlement donated or offered by a local traditional ruler to any black diasporas wanting to come back to Ghana. All around me there are clusters of homes that have already been built and many of them under construction, dotted all across this vast expanse of land. Moyen Vivili is among a small community of people living permanently in Pan-African village. She was born in Jamaica and then lived most of her life in the U.S., Then she moved from Atlanta, Georgia last year, and soon after, she says she was given a new title. My name is Na Boafoyena Oyen Mempese Tulu I. My title is um, Diaspora Development Queen for Ghana. I meet her in her living room, sitting on a wooden throne, her feet on a stool that rests on a lion skin rug. She's dressed in kente fabric, traditional Ghanaian clothing, draped over her shoulder. She says she was crowned by chiefs from the Ga ethnic group. I was concerned about my retirement. And the money that I was going to get for my social security could not pay a light bill. 
or water rate. But things turned around on a visit to Ghana. She acquired two plots of land and built a large two-story house last year. It was a salvation for me. I felt free. I ask her what she thinks about life here. In Ghana, people are humble. They don't need much to, to live. Food is the most important to a lot of people in Ghana. You understand? Okay, so they don't even need a fork. They use their hands. I mean, it sounds like poverty, but when you think about it, how much do we really need to survive? A lot of local people that we've spoken to feel like the, the diaspora have an advantage over them when they come here because they have foreign currency, they have access to land that they don't have access to. Yes, they should, they should own. If you're here as a Ghanaian, you should be able to own your own land and build your own home. So it's not our fault. We didn't get anything free. But the local traditional ruler puts it differently, from his palace on a hill overlooking the town. Okatachi Dr. Amanfi VII is known as the paramount chief of Asebu and created the Pan-African Village project there. I wanted to show to our diaspora brothers that we care for them. They are from Africa. It's among a growing number of diaspora settlements that have emerged since the year of return. My last check showed that we have about 560 people who have already taken land. The land is free, and the only charges are what he calls administration fees of about $1,000 per plot. I ask him whether local people in Asebu have had similar opportunities. Every Ghanaian must have access to land. Yeah, so no, irrespective of whether you are a raya or whatever, you must have access to land. Land is life. But he evades the question, and some like 59-year-old Kwesi Otubensil, have even had their land taken away. So we have been farming there for, 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 for so many years, for generations and for generations. We meet outside his modest home with other farmers and members of his extended family. I, I used to farm um, lime, coconuts, oranges that it, it has been destroyed. They are among hundreds who used to farm on the land that belonged to their family for at least four generations until the chief argued that as a traditional ruler of the town, he had the power to give it away. The family refute this and have taken him to court. They show me a copy of a high court order suspending any construction there, but the construction hasn't stopped. 44-year-old Daniel Kweku is another farmer in the family. He says when they went to challenge the diaspora's building there, they were threatened with guns. Some of the diasporans us, they have gun at their places, so if they went there again, they will shoot us. And now he's too afraid to go back there again. And he says they feel they've been hunted from their land. 68-year-old Ebuseben Kojobedu is the head of the family. He says when he first heard about the settlement, he supported it, until he was told his land of 123 acres would be given away. He says the chief told him the land was not sold, but given away to the diaspora for free, so he wouldn't be paid for it. No compensation. It means if I don't fight for it, my family property is going to lost. But like many legal battles over land, the case will likely take many years. All while more settlements are set to emerge, offering the dream of a new life in Africa. It's NPR's Emmanuel Akinwotu in Cape Coast, Ghana. 
And that's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Some good stories come out of Washington, but most come out of communities like yours, far from the capital. Here and Now, Anytime is a podcast that taps into local newsrooms from Maine to San Diego to bring you stories that matter. Get closer to your community and find common ground with people around the world on Here and Now, Anytime from NPR and WBUR. For the seventh year on the Code Switch podcast, conversations about race and identity go way beyond the day's headlines. Because we know what's part of every person is part of every story. We're bringing that perspective with new episodes every week. Listen on the Code Switch podcast from NPR.